Hi, everyone, and welcome to the new show that we have on the Neil Haley Network and Total Media Network. We're going to learn, specifically enough, it is the vaccine podcast, and we're going to find out about vaccines and different ways that they are developed. I'm excited to welcome this program, Dr. Mark Hayden. Uh, Dr. Mark, how are you? And ready for a topic today. I'm feeling great. Thank you. Yes, that COVID-19 vaccine uh, podcast is really something that, you know, is out there and the conversations are getting big now on this, aren't they? Especially with, in December, the first uh, versions of the vaccine will be out to frontline workers. Yeah, that is exciting. Uh, But we want to have, we want to make wise choices that will be the best for us as long as it is our choice you know hopefully the government won't take away our choice exactly all right so we're talking new oral vaccines explain a little bit more to that mark involving COVID-19 okay uh we know when you think of COVID and really that SARS-CoV viral infections it is both a, a intestinal infection as well as a pulmonary infection And where you get that virus at determines whether you get very sick if you get it in your lungs or whether you actually develop antibodies if you get it down in, uh, if it actually reaches your intestines. Now, initially, they created a sense of fear. And it's hard to think when you have such panic being pushed upon you. But you can really compare it to this. If I, if I drink, breathe water into my lungs, I might drown. Right. But I can drink water all day long and keep from being dehydrated. So we all drink water. We drink it every day. It's safe. Sure. It helps sustain our bodies. It's good for us. But what we try all not to do is get water in our lungs or else we get big problems. And so really the same is true of SARS-CoV-2. Originally, there was so much fear and apprehension and panic. We, we, it would almost be impossible for us to think that taking a, a, a virus in an oral form would actually be good for us. But that's ag- exactly what it turns out to be. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of takes a while to adjust our thinking. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it definitely does. And I just couldn't think of it in oral form because what vaccines are out there that people take in an oral form, the history of those? Well, we do have oral polio virus, which is one of the most successful viruses, uh, uh, vaccines in the world. The oral polio virus is inexpensive. It works very well. And one of the nice things about oral polio virus is because of its low cost of manufacture, it's given to little children. We know that it doesn't hurt. And, um, you know, what we initially saw earlier this year was that the the intramuscular vaccines that are so popular in the United States, the ones that are shots, and by intramuscular, we mean shots in your muscle, in your arm. Those were really the first ones to receive funding. And, you know, we remember from being little kids, you get the shot in your arm, your arm might hurt. In the case of these vaccines, it's no walk in the park as some have said, 
and there are significant symptoms. And it really, the intramuscular vaccines were not effective at first. Now we're having so much community spread that it's getting in our food, our intestines are getting exposed to it. And we're actually, the intramuscular vaccines have some degree of effectiveness, but I don't think you'll, you'll see the safety or side effect profile. I think that the oral vaccines will still be much safer and I think they'll be much less toxic. You won't get near as sick when you take them. So, yeah. you know, my family's gonna take, an oral choice is a better way to go. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, and so which ones are out there that are trying to be approved right now that are on the oral end? Well, you know, this is kind of interesting. And I had originally presented, I tried to present to Operation Warp Speed back in, I believe it's June of this year. And about a month later, Vaxart, uh, V-A-X-A-R-T, uh, begins to move forward with their old COVID-19 vaccine. Now, uh, Operation Warp Speed, I had presented a request for, uh, I had presented a proposal to them and they never let me present. But it turned out that they turned to another, uh, you know, typical pharma company and that Vaxart is now producing a, uh, oral COVID vaccine for warp speed. And what they're gonna to try to do is have this oral COVID-19 vaccine available as soon as possible. Wow, okay, really? So that's, so, um, and this is, is this part of your idea or did they, is it a little different than yours? Well, let me give it, let me kind of be a devil's advocate here or the CDC advocate. Back in April of this year, there was some concern that if you gave oral live COVID virus, the SARS-CoV-2 virus, that it would be in the stool and that people would forget to flush their toilets and it would spread through toilets. Now, in, retro in hindsight, you know, hindsight's what, 2020? Is yeah. that the saying? Hindsight's yeah. 2020? If we look back at that, common sense would say that's hogwash. And it actually turned out to be hogwash. But, you know, as it turns out, we can't find one case of where stool has spread to humans because it is a respiratory infection. It's breathing it into your lungs that makes you sick. Right. And, you know, the last time, just to be honest, I've never breathed stool into my lungs. It sounds really gross. I don't do it. Nobody else does. And ordinary hygiene means people flush the commode. So um, it isn't now it is in the uh, septic tank systems and we can follow that for the live uh, COVID antigens. But um, then there was a choice. So when Vaxart came out, what they did and this is interesting. They said, hey, look, we're going to put a twist on this. Instead of using the coronavirus, we're going to go to adenovirus. And then we're going to, we're going to alter the DNA of the adenovirus. And then it will have the spike protein that we need to build the antibodies against. And we'll give it to them as a, as a, uh, a pill. Now, Here's the argument on that. 
you could say we all have had a common cold. Right. And sometimes that common cold is adenovirus. Sometimes it's a coronavirus. What we know is, is that literally 60 million people have had intestinal SARS-CoV-2 infections. Right. And none of them have died from their intestinal infection. Exactly. That is an incredible safety record. And when you see these people that recover because they did have intestinal exposure, that is a testament to how safe that coronavirus was in the intestine. The only way in which you could prove that adenovirus is with uh, the clone, the, the altered, genetically altered adenovirus that has the same spike protein as COVID. The only way you could do that is to almost treat millions of people, large numbers. So what we already know today is, is that COVID, when taken in an oral capsule, does not spread respiratory-wise. It stops the spread. It doesn't infect through stool. And it's safe and effective. In hindsight, it was the right thing to do. But, you know, people will say, you know, uh, it was just a lucky thought or lucky idea, whatever, you know, but uh, it's just the way things are. Yeah, it definitely. It's just the way things are and, and all that. And where do you see, so how, when do you think this oral vaccine will be approved? You know, I think there is a huge rush to push forward both the intramuscular as well as the oral vaccines. Right. We have a culture that really runs on in the West. We really, medicine is really built around money. It's not just about whether people get live or die. It's about jobs. Right. It's about who has economic power. If you look at a country like India that spends very little per person on health care, their overall life expectancy is only a few years, maybe three years lower than you, the United States. And after this COVID has run through with so many COVID pulmonary infections, there's going to be even a lower dis difference between the death rate in India and the death rate that life expectancy in India and the life expectancy in the U.S. And, but when we look, all these, we have a culture that wants to say that high tech saved people and is, is going to save the economy. And that is why you're seeing 10, I mean, you're seeing billions and billions of dollars that were already spent on these vaccines. They're going to want to show up at the very end and claim all the credit for the epidemic going away. Correct. And yet this epidemic is probably going to burn out in the next two months in the U.S. Really? Yes. Without even having a vaccine? You no, know, right now we're, yeah, even without a vaccine, this epidemic will likely burn through the U.S. population by February 1st, which is, what, two months and a week? Yeah. And actually, you know, Bill Gates likes to be the smartest guy in the room. 
and hey, if you've got the money of Bill Gates, you can pay people that are supposed to know if, if you get the idea. And even Bill Gates said that virtually all the vaccines will, quote, be effective by February. But they're effective because people have already developed partial immunity through so much community exposure to their intestines. And he won't elaborate on that. I don't even know whether he gets that idea or not. You know, I don't know whether he comprehends the difference between intestinal exposure and respiratory exposure. Uh, I, I don't know whether Bill Gates can, he's, I don't know whether he's ever been briefed on it or, or grasped the idea. But uh, not saying that he's not smart in many fields, but I don't know whether the experts have ever, his experts ever informed him. Definitely. It's uh, something uh, quite interesting. What's going to happen next, you know, in this whole process, uh, Dr. Mark. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, so um, predictions right now. So you said burn through. So you really think it's going to be the world. that's going to need the vaccine more than the United States. Let me tell you, we need a vaccine worldwide. Not just for the United States. It needs to be very safe extremely safe. It needs to be very effective. And it needs to have very little side effects. And only if it's inexpensive, if it has very low side effects. Well, if you start doing, if you look at it from that point, can you go into third world countries and say, hey, line up 